G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're edging closer to what may be the most crucial election ever in Australia. The major parties are concerned about a fracturing of their support bases because on the left, Labor's drawn further to an extreme left by the Greens. On the right, it's the Liberal National Coalition and a slew of minor parties that are vying for the Conservative vote. Drawing Conservatives to the right are headline grabbers like One Nation or Fraser Anning's Conservative Nationals. Others are more like headline buyers like Clive Palmer's United Australian Party. Then there are parties that are that either support or align to a more significant Christian ethic. Now I'd include in that group even Catter's Australian Party, the Christian Democratic Party, Australian Christians who have a strong presence, especially in the west of our nation, and Corey Bernardi's Australian Conservatives. Now it's the Australian Conservatives we're talking to today. In the state of Queensland, there are high hopes for one particular identity well known to all Australian Christians who was the champion of Christian causes for so many years and especially the no case for the marriage debate. It was Lyle Shelton who was warning of the dramatic changes that would be foisted upon all Australians with a political sexual revolution before the so-called plebiscite vote. Well, after the defeat of the no case and the redefinition of marriage in Australia, Lyle Shelton made the courageous move into federal politics and decided at that time the best fit was to support the Australian Conservatives led by Corey Bernardi. Well, Lyle Shelton is now the Queensland Senate candidate with the Australian Conservatives and he is our guest over this coming hour. I want to invite you to join in our conversation very shortly when we open our talkback lines. But Lyle Shelton, with me in the studio, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil, and, and thanks for your very generous introduction. Well, Lyle, generous introduction, and I hope I didn't get any of the facts wrong in that, because really from that, as I called it, a courageous move uh, to leave behind, uh, in some some would say the comfort, I, I imagine it's very uncomfortable, of course, being the leader of the, uh, the Australian Christian lobby, but you, you said, uh, uh, that's my time done there, now it's time to get into the political fray, and you chose to align yourself with Corey Bernardi, and at that time, this was the goal. This coming Saturday was the goal when you would hope to be elected into the Senate. Uh, how are you feeling about your campaign so far? <laughs> yeah, look, it's been a long 18 months or so, and it's been almost that long since I, I left ACL. Uh, having done so, because I, I just had a conviction that we needed people of conviction in the parliament, and uh, I think we were let down badly uh, by 
parliamentarians who perhaps didn't have the will or the courage to defend what they knew to be right. And so I, I could see in Senator Bernardi and the political movement that he was creating uh, the opportunity to speak the things that I knew needed to be spoken into our national discourse, the truth about marriage and freedom of religion and what it means to be a boy and a girl made in the image of God. And so here we find ourselves um, coming up to this campaign on Saturday, this election on Saturday, and uh, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough, uh, but I think we're in with a, a chance. It's a slim chance, but we're up against those big personalities that you mentioned in the introduction who I don't believe have the answers for our nation. Uh, there's a lot of money sloshing around and yellow billboards and the like. Uh, there's, there's the politics of grievance, uh, but I really do believe that uh, what uh, Australian Conservatives offers is, is principles. Uh, it's a commitment to the truth and to standing up in a courageous way for those virtues uh, in the national life. Lyle, 18 months now since you joined Corey Bernardi and the Australian Conservatives uh, and reflecting on that marriage debate, the no vote, people did not believe you when you said that these things would happen. As you reflect on the past 18 months and the developments that have happened uh, with gender-fluid ideas, uh, with the transgender uh, agenda, uh, what are your thoughts on, on how things have developed? Are the predictions that you made during the marriage debate, have they come true? Yes, they have, Neil. I thought they would take longer to come true, but it's happened very rapidly. It's It's been less than 18 months since we redefined marriage. Christian schools are fighting for their very right to be Christian. Uh, Labor have said very clearly, uh, if they are elected, that they will change the law so that Christian schools do not have the freedom to employ staff who believe what their parent community believe about marriage. Uh, They're essentially making it a hate crime to positively discriminate in favour of staff who share what the school community believes, what the parents want uh, their children taught. Now, now this is very distressing, and and, um, it's, it's been grievous to me to watch from the sidelines a little bit to see the Christian school movement fighting for its very existence. We said this would happen. Tony Abbott's sister said to me in a Sky News interview that it wouldn't happen. Now, this is Christine Forster, the famous lesbian activist uh, on the gay marriage side. Uh, We've seen the gender fluidity march through. This is laced through Labor's policy. And it's not just Labor, Neil. There are too many in the Liberal Party who went along with the rainbow political agenda, and, and they have helped facilitate uh, the situation we're in now, where freedom of speech, freedom of religion and parents' rights are under threat. And that's why this election matters probably more than almost any other election since World War II. You know, it is good to hear that in your position, and you chose to run with a minor party, uh, Corey Bernardi, the Australian Conservatives, and uh, this idea that, uh, that you know, somehow or other you're just going to be a stooge of the Conservatives, uh, very happy to hear that you're happy to put the boot in on every side here, because I'd like to hear what you've got to say about the conservative side, because there is a certain sense in which uh, some would make a criticism that there are those on the conservative side of politics in Australia now who lack the political will to stand up for what is true and right. That, that That's right, and that's why I've joined a minor party, uh, because we were let down um, by people in the Liberal Party and the National Party who, who went weak uh, or who have just 
just drifted along with the green left rainbow political agenda. Now, as you said in your introduction, Labor has been completely captured by this. I'm sorry to say it, but it's just a fact. Look at the Labor uh, national policy platform that they took to their conference last December. It's full of gender fluid, teaching children, this sort of stuff. Um, uh, they're they're uh, anti-free speech, anti-freedom of religion, but there's a significant cohort in the Liberal Party which go along with this, and then there's another cohort who don't have the will and the courage and the strength to stand up to it. I know their candidates are being silenced and gagged during this election from having the sort of conversations that you and I are having. That can't continue in our nation. We have to have the ability to have these conversations. The mainstream parties have got to have the debates and not ignore them, not just go with the green rainbow left, which is what too many in the Liberal Party Party are going with. And that's why we need the Australian Conservatives in the Senate, because we will be fearless in standing up for the truth about marriage, standing up for the truth about gender, uh, and standing up for the truth about standing up for freedom of speech uh, and freedom of religion, which uh, sadly uh, are under threat in this nation in a way that they never have before, and in a way that I never thought they would be in my lifetime. And it, it's all emanated uh, from the same-sex marriage debate. Well, no matter who wins on Saturday, whether it's the coalition returned or whether, as the polls are predicting, it's going to be a Labor, potentially Greens coalition, uh, the Senate is going to be crucially important when it comes to the sorts of legislation that is rushed through our parliament. Now, this is why it's necessary to have good people on a cross bench. This is what you've got your hand up for. Elect me, Lyle Shelton, to the crossbench so that there can be a check and a balance as to whatever legislation's coming through the Senate. This is a crucial element. Have you got any sort of predictions as to how the Senate is going to look? You no doubt would be crunching numbers. You no doubt would be looking at who's remaining in the Senate, who's up for election in the Senate. What are we up for after the election on Saturday? Yeah, well, th- this is right. Um, you know, either Scott Morrison or Bill Shorten will be the Prime Minister. That, 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 they are the only two options, uh, and that's the way Australians will vote for, for Team Red or Team Blue. Now, I want Scott Morrison to be the Prime Minister, notwithstanding my earlier criticism of the Liberal Party. It's a very imperfect party. It needs the Australian Conservatives to try and bring it back to its true self. It's drifted to the left. Scott is a good man. He's a man of faith. He's, he's, he's proud about his faith. He's out and courageous about it. But sadly, he is constrained by these elements within uh, the, the Liberal Party. So we need the Australian Conservatives in the Senate to try try and help bring them back to the sensible centre and bring them back to the, the truth. Now, in terms of how it's going to pan out, Australians as a whole are disillusioned with major the major parties, and uh, there will be a crossbench as there have been over the last several electoral cycles. I think um, people are going to punish the major parties in an even greater way at this election, and and the way they do that is by spraying their votes in the Senate uh, to minor parties. Uh, now, sadly, you know some of that vote's going to go to uh, people who I don't think are fit uh, or, or proper people uh, to have a positive influence in our nation. I really don't think Clive Palmer is the answer. Um, As much as Pauline Hanson uh, articulates grievances, I don't think she and her party are the answer. They have shown themselves to be erratic and unstable and unprincipled, particularly when it comes to Christian values. Uh, So, you know, and, you know, people would say, well, of course, Lyle would say this, but this is the reason I'm with the Australian Conservatives because I do think we offer a principled, genuine conservative alternative that will be sensible in the Senate. So 
there's going to be a crossbench. The, the choice is, will it be the Greens? Will it be the yellow billboard man? Will it be the politics of grievance? Or will it be the Australian Conservatives holding that balance of power? Sue left a note on our Facebook page, says, Hi, Lyle. We were at the election debate at Capalabar Sports Club and thought either you or one of the other candidates said we could put just one above the line on the Senate paper without numbering any others. Is that right? Can we just put a one in your box and it still will be counted? Give us a little insight here because if Lyle Shelton is to be elected to the Senate this Saturday, people need to know how to vote for you. Uh, What's the best way to vote and what's your response there for Sue? The the best way to vote if people want to see Australian Conservatives uh, in the Senate and and myself elected uh, from the state of Queensland is to vote one uh, for Australian Conservatives above the line on the big white Senate ballot paper and then to fill out numbers two to six for the parties of your choice. You are in control of your preferences. If uh, someone just casts a one vote, that will be considered a valid vote by the Australian Electoral Commission. We are not uh, allowed to encourage people to do that, uh, but that that uh, will be considered a valid uh, vote by the AEC. But uh, the instructions uh, that the AEC issue and which we as a party issue is that people must number at least one to six above the line or if they vote below the line, 1 to 12. But I would advocate uh, an above-the-line vote, 1 to 6 with Australian Conservatives as your first preference, and then the parties of your choice after that. I suspect there are many, many listeners tuned to our conversation today who would like to see you, Lyle Shelton, on the crossbench and someone with your skill, with your experience, to be able to run your eye over the legislation that's coming uh, to the Senate. And uh, we'll be talking some more about some of the big issues. I want to invite listeners to join in our conversation today. And I did say a little earlier, a no-holds-barred conversation. Whatever you would like to talk about, we'll get some impressions today from Lyle Shelton who's a candidate for the Australian Conservatives in the state of Queensland. At 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. You can leave a note, a question, a comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. We're back with more in just a few moments. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. Our special guest this hour is Lyle Shelton. He's the Queensland Senate candidate for the Australian Conservatives. We're talking through the importance of having a Christian voice on the crossbench. You might like to contribute to our conversation. We're taking calls. Let's hear from Rachel on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Rachel. Welcome along. Hi. Rachel, what are your thoughts? Um, I just had a question. It was just a query that I was I was thinking about, and that's it. I know that Lyle was saying that he thought that um, Scott Morrison um, probably has some deep convictions about um, Christian um, values. However, my concern um, with voting for either of the main parties is if I vote for the person, they could easily be ousted by the party, you know, three months down the track. So I feel like I can't vote for any individuals, any any people, that I have to just look at the the parties and their policies. 
Rachel, there's been some developments along Mm -hmm. those lines. Uh, Lyle, what are your thoughts on the way that the two major parties are structuring the way the Prime Minister will be more secure? Yeah, Rachel, um, your your concern is very valid. Um, I guess what many people may not be aware, and obviously you haven't uh, caught up with this news, but both parties have changed their rules so that there can be no more of these, you know, midnight coups where they knock off a a prime minister. Um, There would have to be, you know, an extraordinary, like a super majority in the party room for it to happen. So it's virtually impossible now for us to see the revolving door of prime ministers that we've seen. so, so the parties have done that. So you, you got to get either Scott Morrison or Bill Shorten. Uh, there won't be any more of this chicanery. Yeah. Okay. Good. And but it, even so, even if there are members of the um, Liberal Party that are not um, that won't support Scott Morrison in, in any of his values, it just makes me not want to vote for the main two parties. I'm just like. I think we're, yeah. I think Rachel, um, we've got yeah. to look at both parties and and look at you know which is the lesser of two evils. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that Scott Morrison believes uh, in freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Um, the challenge that he has is the dynamics in his own party. I, I mean, if if he... It, it was very sad to me that uh, a conservative government was unable to resolve the freedom of speech and freedom of religion issues arising out of the same-sex marriage debate. They set up the Ruddick Commission last year. It ran all last year. It made certain recommendations. And uh, there just wasn't the will or the courage amongst the coalition to actually uh, legislate to protect freedom of speech and freedom of, of religion. So it's it, the can has been kicked down the road dangerously uh, till after the election where Labor... Uh, have said they're going to make it worse. They're going to take away the freedom of Christian schools. Uh, They're going to set up an LGBTIQ commissioner in the Australian Human Rights Commission to watch our thoughts and our speech. Um, This is serious stuff. If you don't agree with rainbow politics, if you want to say that boys are boys and girls are girls and that marriage is between a man and a woman, watch out under Labor. Uh, It's still going to be tough under the coalition because there's too many in their ranks uh, who, who... you know, they are like a drag on on fixing uh, the free speech and freedom of religion problem. So, it's it's a case of of degrees. Uh, certainly, that the coalition uh, are more inclined that way, but they have uh, elements in their party who make it difficult to resolve these issues. But under Labor, it will be lights out. Rachel from the Gold Coast, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might have a question or a comment. You can also leave a question or a comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Let's take a call from Lee in Cardwell in North Queensland. Hello, Lee. Welcome. Yeah, good morning, Neil. I've got a question for Lyle. Uh, Are there other Christian... uh nominees for the Senate in Queensland law besides uh, yourself and Australian Conservatives? Uh, yes, there are, Lee, and um, I have to say I love Cardwell. I've driven through there several times during this campaign. It's a fantastic part of the world. Um, yes, there are. I would um, I would uh, encourage, you know, now this is, I'm going way off message here. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm encouraging people to vote above the line, but below the line there's an excellent uh, LNP candidate who's in an unwinnable position on their Senate ticket by the name of Jared Rennick. Uh, so if you vote below the line and number 12 boxes, I would certainly include him in the mix after you voted for the three Australian Conservative candidates, myself, Joe Lindgren, Kate Horan. Uh, and then uh, I'd put Jared up very high. He is um, he has our values, and yet um, 
and again, this goes to you know the drift in the LNP. They put someone uh, with values similar to uh, to myself and uh, the listening audience at Vision. They put him in an unwinnable position, and this is the problem with the LNP. They're, they're number one. Senate ticket holder Paul Scar would not answer the question about safe schools at a recent candidates forum. Now, if you can't be clear on whether children should be taught that their gender is fluid and unscientific, dangerous ideology, then uh, I don't know what you're doing at the top of an LNP Senate ticket. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, Lee, yeah, Jared, certainly. There's another guy, Tony Moore, who's a Christian. He's on the, um, the Senate. He, he's got a grouping above the line. Uh, so there's just a couple of suggestions. Uh, the DLP... Uh, which is a minor party running. They are always socially conservative, generally of a Catholic conservative background. Um, th- they would certainly be supportable. So, you know, I hope there's that's a couple of suggestions for you, Lee. Lee from Cardwell, thank you so much for your call. Our talk back line remains open. It's 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation today, let me take you back to something you said just a short while ago, Lyle Shelton, which should send a shiver up every Christian's spine. When you talk about Christian schools, the idea of parents who send their children along to a Christian school, you've got schools that want to select their staff according to the ethos that the Mm. Christian school has. And you said, Lyle Shelton, I'd like you to unpack this a little more, that Christian schools are likely to be considered hate criminals. Yep. Let me say that again, hate criminals, because they want to maintain the sorts of ethos values that they've been founded upon. Yep. Yeah, and this is because, Neil, that Labor says it's a hate crime uh, for someone to not agree with same-sex marriage or to want to um, uh, make a selection in staffing in a way that you employ people who believe what you believe about marriage. So to, so to positively discriminate... Uh, in that way, in Labor's view, that is a hate crime. And so they're going to change the law. They've said this very clearly. They will change the law to take away the right of a Christian school to choose between candidates, you know, whether it's for teaching staff or the grounds person or, you know, the bus driver or or whatever. Um, If they've got applicants uh, and one supports what the parent community and the school believes about marriage and one doesn't, and they discriminate positively in favour of the person who believes what the parents believe about marriage, that is a hate crime, according to Labor. Now, this should have been fixed before the last election, but you know the Liberal Party didn't have the will or the courage to fix it. Labor have said they are going to, um, they are going to actually legislate to take away that freedom for Christian schools. That means a Christian school can no longer be Christian if you can't put forward a Christian view about marriage. Um, this is this is a big line that we're crossing in our nation, and it's a direct result of the same-sex marriage debate. And I hold a big cohort of the Liberal Party responsible for this because so many of them pushed for change. And um, they've put our nation now in a terrible position. they put freedom of religion and freedom of speech in a terrible position. In a country like Australia, which was always known for freedom, we are no longer free. Well, Lyle, Christian schools don't teach something that they choose to teach willy-nilly. What they teach is what the church teaches. If you, in fact, uh, censor the school from what it can teach, isn't that the same as censoring the church? Uh, Absolutely. Look, the Christian schools are just the canary in the coal mine. Um, Israel Folau is another canary in the coal mine. What what we're seeing here is an aggressive uh, political movement that flies under the rainbow flag 
that has a disagreement with Christian faith and morals looking to assert itself in our society and to use the law to silence anyone who disagrees and to dress us up as some sort of bigots and haters. It's not about hating anyone. I don't hate gay people or anything like that. I don't want to make their lives miserable. Uh, what I want is is freedom for all Australians to live out their lives and, and for the gospel to be free and for us to be able to disagree on public policy like the definition of marriage, like the definition of gender, and to be able to have a civil debate and not have one side shut down by the law because you're suddenly a hate criminal uh, or a bigot or a homophobe, um, that's not freedom of speech or freedom of religion. But this is the way the aggressive secular elites uh, are taking our nation at the moment. And sadly, there isn't the will and the courage in the Liberal Party to stand up to this. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to pose a question, make a comment, no holds barred. Lyle Shelton's our guest today, and we're putting the boot in, as you can hear, both sides of the major parties. And, as you know, Lyle Shelton is looking to be elected as a Queensland senator for the Australian Conservatives. We're taking some calls. Let's hear from Ed, who is in cause in Victoria. Hello, Ed. Welcome along. Good morning, Neil. How are you going? Good, Good morning, Ed. Uh, good to speak to you. Um, so I'm the chair of cause. We ran the anti-safe schools program, or one down here in Victoria, in the November election last year. Uh, the Liberals promised that they would back us up. They promised that they would speak out about safe schools. And when it came to it, and you would have seen it uh, in the debate between Matthew mm. Guy and um, uh, Mr. Paul Andrews Murray in, mm. on the Paul yeah. Murray show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fourteen times Matthew Guy squibbed the opportunity to say where he stood on safe schools. Uh, we, as a matter of fact, had a donor give us a considerable amount of money so that we could do Facebook advertisements. And we approached the Liberal Party and said, "Tell us where you would like us to post these." and we will work together. They wouldn't even respond to our phone calls or to our emails. It is highly crucial that the people in Australia understand that the Liberal Party is uh, um, infiltrated with left-wing people and that they, the House of Representatives that we vote in, if it is the Liberals or Labor, needs an oversight, and that being the house, uh, being the upper house, it is crucial that... Ed, I need to cut in here. We're about to go to news in about 40 seconds. A quick response from Lyle. Ed, uh, thank you for what you've been doing through Cause, Ed, to highlight the dangers of safe schools. Totally agree with you. Matthew Guy speaks uh, spoke out of both sides of his mouth. He'd speak to the Christian constituency uh, very strongly against safe schools. He squibbed it on the Paul Murray show. This is the problem with the Liberal Party. I see it all the time. They'll say one thing to Christians in a narrowcast audience, then in public, where the rest of Australia needs to hear the argument, they squib it. And that's why they need us in the Senate oversighting them, as you said. Thanks, Ed. Lyle, before we take any more calls, I want to just uh, get your reflection on the campaign so far, because I know that for a lot of listeners, they'll be saying, well, I haven't seen a lot of the Australian Conservatives it's been difficult to get a headline, hasn't it? Very, very difficult, Neil. Um, we haven't had a $50 million spend, uh, and some would say $70 million that Clive Palmer has spent, and that's only got him 4% of the vote. Uh, some polling that I've seen would show that we're sort of hovering in around about 
that level without having spent, you know, anyway, obviously not those sort of resources. Um, we are not the sort of party that will just say and do anything for a headline. Uh, the things that we've been talking about today, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, you know, marriage and family, traditional values, that's outrageous enough for our left-leaning media. But they've chosen to ignore us in the campaign. They've got too much colour and movement with um, Clive Palmer, with the, the Hanson Party and all its uh, scandals. Uh, and then people like Fraser Anning with uh, a very racist uh, position and, and saying that um, victims of massacres deserve to die because they were Muslims. I mean, I just, you know, we just will not go to those extreme uh, and, and outrageous positions. We want to stay very much along the lines of the principles that we're a party believe in, which are, you know, smaller government, the, the family, the Judeo-Christian ethic, it doesn't grab headlines, but it's the right thing, and these are the right principles to stick by, and, um, you know, we may well be paying a price for that. You can help shape our conversation today. Talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Warren in Tamworth in New South Wales. Hello, Warren. Welcome along. Uh, thank you. Um, a question for Lyle. Um I'm manning one of the booths for how to vote, and uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble trying to clarify really whether it's better to vote above the line or below the line, because I heard Lyle say uh, he's asking, urging for above the line, but then I think the Australian Christian lobby is saying below the line. Um, so I guess my question is, if you vote above the line, at what point does your second preference cut in? Okay. Wow. Yeah, look, Warren, they, they have changed the voting system in the Senate. So your preferences do exhaust after those uh, six votes above the line, whereas uh, two elections ago, Senate preferences would, would exhaust all the way down to however many were on the ballot paper. In Queensland, it's 83. I'm not sure how many in New South Wales. But uh, your, your preferences do matter. Um, and, and I would, you know, for simplicity's sake and for the best opportunity for uh, a party like Australian Conservatives, if that's what you choose to vote for, is to vote for us one above the line and then number two to six for the other parties uh, that you think are most closely aligned to your values. And, um, you know, we've named some of those today. There's the, the DLP. Um, you, you might have the CDP in New South Wales. Um, and if you think the, you know, LNP should be in the mix. Um, so there's plenty of options there. Uh, but your preferences will exhaust um, after that one to six. Now, you know, people are still free below the line to, to fill out one to 12. You can fill out one to 83 if you want to, but uh, you certainly risk an informal vote once you start um, doing that below the line, just, you know, if you get the numbering mixed up. I'd encourage an above-the-line vote, uh, one for Australian Conservatives. And you've got Sophie York down there in New South Wales, who's a dear friend of mine. She was a fellow warrior in the marriage debate, uh, and uh, I couldn't think of a better Senate candidate. Okay, thank you so much to Warren in Tamworth, 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, let's hear from Linda in Brisbane. Hello, Linda. Welcome. Uh, good morning, Lyle. Um, so great to hear you on the, on the line. So great that you're standing up for the truth in this, in this very, very important, um, most important election of this country. I want to just remind viewers um, about Labor's extreme abortion laws mm. that, that they want to bring in. I've been working for Cherish Life, handing out brochures in my electorate. I'm in Peter Dutton's electorate. And we cannot have him lose his seat to the lady there who's an animalist lifter. So I just wanted to bring people, everyone I speak to about this, they don't have any idea that Labor wants to bring in extreme abortion for the whole of the nation, paid by the taxpayer. 
So I just wanted to thank you again for standing up for God's truth, bless you, but also the electorate to know what will happen, not just freedom of speech and freedom of religion, but babies being murdered in their thousands yeah. and it'll be okay with the Mother Party. Linda, thank you so much for raising that. And uh, I, of course, have had a number of conversations about this, but... In some sense, you can't talk about this enough yeah. because so many are not talking about it. Uh, Lyle, your thoughts on this whole uh, issue of public uh, public hospital funding to, yeah. uh, to fund abortions? Oh, Linda, thank you so much for raising that. In fact, I was thinking that this is something we needed to touch on, but you, you've beaten us to the punch. Uh, and thanks for what you're doing with Cherish Life, a fantastic organisation, and that campaign to letterbox to put labour last, I think, is dead right. Um it shocked me a few weeks ago when Tanya Plibersek, the deputy leader of the Labor Party, announced an election policy that said unless public hospitals conduct free abortions uh, right up until birth, if the, uh, unless they do that, she uh, and the Labor Party will take away health funding from public hospitals who decline to provide free abortions to birth. Now, I think we should just let that sink in. This is Unbelievable, um, this abortion ideology. And as you said, uh, Linda, the candidate in Peter Dutton's uh, electorate, um, Ali, I believe her name is, uh, she's an Emily's Lister. Emily's List is a, a labor organization designed to put uh, pro-abortion, you know, anti-human life uh, female candidates into the parliament. It is insidious. And uh, they are just so obsessed with uh, the killing of unborn babies and not offering women proper choices, uh, loving choices uh, that, that protect them and their babies, uh, that they will take away the funding of hospitals unless they provide free abortions to birth. It's one of the most outrageous things I've heard. The silence of the church on this, I, I think, really is one of the great sadnesses um, that, that there's just not more voices speaking about it. Thank you so much to Linda from Brisbane. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. And I imagine here uh, we've just heard a caller who's so concerned and reinforces the fact that having a person like yourself, Lyle, on the crossbench uh, to be a part of any review of legislation that come will come through uh, into the Senate mm-hmm. Uh, from this sort of issue uh, will be absolutely crucially important. As uh, we talk about Lyle Shelton today, I guess uh, I've got my uh, uh, my endorsement out uh, for Queensland voters in particular uh, to be able to certainly mark that Senate ballot form and uh, see if you can get Lyle Shelton across the line. We are taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Ellen in Queensland. Hello, Ellen. Welcome. Hello, how are you? Very well, Ellen. What are your thoughts for our conversation? Well, I've just uh, spoken to my son-in-law who's just told me that uh, he's got a new driver's licence and the female and male's been taken off it. Mm. And uh, yeah, well, and you're in Queensland, so uh, yeah. the changes yeah. that are happening that really even don't always make the headlines yeah. now. We've gone through the birth certificate thing with Tasmania, yep. and uh, yeah. all these things are, are developing. Your thoughts for Ellen, Lyle? Uh, Ellen, you're exactly right. This gender fluidity, uh, this idea that gender doesn't matter anymore is just, uh, it's another obsession of uh, the Greens and Labor and some in the Liberal Party. Uh, What people also don't realise is that uh, within a a few months of the same-sex marriage debate, the Attorney-General here in Queensland said that 
if a bloke wants to go into births, deaths and marriages and change his birth certificate to be a woman without having a sex change operation, he can and, and vice versa. Um, we are in crazy territory now and this is all because of uh, the rainbow political agenda which certainly Labor and the Greens have capitulated to and so many in the Liberal Party. So uh, craziness is, is what's besetting our world and confusing our kids and their futures. Ellen from Queensland, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from John in Western Australia. Hello, John. Welcome. <clears throat> oh, good morning. Look, uh, I thank Lyle for his, for his program. Just quickly, because I know you've got short of time, um, I, want to, I want to uh, firstly endorse all that Lyle's doing, but secondly, to uh, make a plea to all your listeners all around the country to get involved there are three principles that I think we should follow. One is share the burden, play your part, fight with prayer. And uh, while uh, currently I have joined the Liberals and I work with the Liberals, I've questioned uh, the Liberals in the party room about their policy well, for families. And I've said to them they're anti-family. So can I make a plea for all the listeners to actually get involved right now? This election is important. It's uh, what Lyle's talking about mainly is the top-down approach. But we listeners can actually get involved in the bottom-up approach, mm. join a party, get involved, uh, know what you're voting for, number one. Number two, work, work, work. It's a battle for the next 20 years. That's what we're doing here in Western Australia to encourage 20-plus candidates in every electorate with faith, to be able to fight the battle over the next 20 years. John, you're making some great common sense there for what a Christian ought to do. Just the other day, we had a conversation here about the long march through the institutions, uh, the idea of the rise of cultural Marxism, and somehow or other, we've been caught napping Lyle Shelton. Uh, John is making some fabulous points there about what it takes for a long-term vision yep. uh, to actually bring back some level of uh, of truth and responsibility into the polit- into the political realm. Yeah, look John, you are spot on and I just salute what you're doing. Um, keep working in the Liberal Party. We need people working in all institutions whether it's mainstream political parties, whether it's minor political parties. I think you need both. Um, all areas of life and having that long-term view. And, and I'll just put in a plug for your Australian Conservative Senate candidate in Western Australia, Jonathan Crabtree, who's an outstanding, energetic young fella, and uh, I'd, I'd encourage a vote for him. That would send a big message to the Liberal Party. Uh, it will help smarten them up if uh, there's a few Australian Conservatives in the Senate. Thank you so much to John in WA and a familiar name to yourself, Lyle Shelton, and to listeners to this program, Wendy Francis on the phone <laughs> from uh, Queensland, the state uh, dire- state uh, director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Hello, Wendy. Welcome. I just couldn't resist ringing me in because I hopped in the car, <laughs> so I haven't heard the whole conversation, but um, I just thought what a great opportunity for me just to thank Lyle for his leadership in the ACL, but also... I, I, I guess I don't have a question, but I wanted to say to people um, from a personal point of view, Lyle is a leader that you can trust. And I, I, I thought if, if anyone in Queensland is listening at the moment to me, um, I would say to them that Lyle is the real deal. 
uh, and um, I rung in just because I'm in the car. So uh, Lyle wouldn't have known that I was going to ring in, but how are you going, Lyle? Good to see you. <laughs> uh, very good, Wendy, and, and thank you for that. Um, and, and without wanting to sound like a mutual appreciation society, but, but it is, and, and you know my regard for you and Peter, and uh, really appreciate your friendship, and thank you for your kind words and for all that you're doing uh, for our nation with your work at ACL. Uh, Wendy Francis, thank you so much for joining us today and making that contribution. And I might add that Wendy is going to be a part of a commentary team on Friday, as we like to do before every election and a federal election coming up on Friday. We've aligned a great commentary team to bring an update on the eve of what is the most crucial election, perhaps, that Australia has ever seen. Wendy, I'll look forward to talking to you on Friday. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Time is running short. Let's take perhaps one more. Chris in Victoria. Hello, Chris. Um, good morning, Neil and Lyle. Yeah, I, I just think this election is a test by God to see whether Christians are going to vote for things that are eternal, not temporal. Uh, you know, everyone can promise you things, but the most important thing is, like, you know, to take away our religious freedom so we can't preach the gospel. And also, like, you know, it's like God, you know, he's going to look at she- separating the sheep from the goats, especially, you know, with what's happening with the anti-Semitism and, like, Israel Folau and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think God's looking for, you know, people that are standing up for him, not, not just the hip pocket. Chris, good mm. thoughts. Uh, response from Lyle. Yeah, that, that's exactly right, Chris. Um, look, who would have thought... You know, the freedom to speak the truth, uh, to quote the Bible, would be under threat in this nation. I was talking to a missionary at our church on Sunday from Vietnam, <laughs> and what he describes there in terms of the restrictions, uh, you know, you, you can do whatever you like in church, but just don't do it in public. Well, Australia is heading down the same path as a communist nation um, because of the pressure of the extreme left. And, uh, and Chris, since you're calling from Victoria, uh, just a plug for my um, uh, compatriot down there, Kevin Bailey, who's the Senate candidate for the Conservatives. He's an outstanding Christian man, and he will fight for these values. So I'd encourage a vote for all our Victorian listeners down there for Kevin and for the Australian Conservatives. Thank you so much to Chris in Victoria. Look, Lyle, I can't uh, let this conversation go without saying that a doubt that some people might hold about Lyle Shelton going into the Senate. They might think, well, Lyle is absolutely amazing on these social agenda issues. But where's Lyle on some of the bigger economic issues, uh, energy, climate, uh, mm. uh, all of these sorts of challenges that people are talking about. I mean, we won't get into, uh, you know, the nitty-gritty on superannuation, but uh, all of the uh, issues that are being talked about tend to be mm. economic issues. Mm. And, and while we w- might wax lyrical about social issues, some people will be saying, uh, Lyle, are you keeping up to date with the economic issues? And is there anything outstanding that you can uh, contribute today that uh, puts our mind at rest yeah. that you're across those? Yeah, thanks. Look, I'm not an economist, but I do care about these debates. Um, I had a career as a journalist uh, before I uh, was at ACL. I was also on the Toowoomba City Council for six and a half years. I've had experience in local government with big budgets there. I understand the importance of a strong economy. Uh, one of the great attractions of this party is it is a party of smaller government, lower taxes. We think the money you earn is your money, and the government doesn't have a right to that. Um, on climate, uh, I am a... I'm sceptical about the uh, man-made climate 
um, agenda and the way that's affecting our economy, uh, our, our energy market, our, our energy system uh, is in a lot of trouble uh, because we have been closing coal-fired power stations and not replacing the baseload electricity, and that has uh, effects for householders and businesses alike. So I'm very keen to ensure that we have energy security in this country. Our debt is way too high at, a, at half a trillion dollars, and uh, I don't see a credible pathway from either party uh, to addressing that. So um, there's some big economic issues uh, on the horizon, and I have very much enjoyed uh, getting across those issues uh, as, as part of my work uh, with Australian Conservatives. And, and they're, they're moral issues as much as <laughs> social issues are moral issues. A question that came on our Facebook page from Mike in Tasmania says, there will, will there be an Australian Conservative representative uh, as a candidate uh, in Tasmania? Actually, he's asking about uh, uh, the, uh, the Bass electorate. Uh, I'm not sure whether you might be yeah. down to the nitty-gritty no, there. No, but it's- yeah. Um, look, we're, we're not running in any lower house seats. Ours is a Senate-focused campaign because the Greens got a foothold in the Senate and they've changed our nation over the decade. So we're trying to reclaim some ground there. So we're not running in the lower house, but we do have an excellent Senate candidate in Tasmania in uh, Justin Stringer, a young man who's very keen and able. And so there's uh, an opportunity there for Tasmanians to also vote uh, in the Senate on the big white ballot paper above the line for Australian Conservatives. And just a few minutes remaining in our conversation, let's end on something particularly important here, Lyle Shelton. It does appear to be that the narrative in Australia right now is what right would a Christian have to even have a place in the Parliament? Uh, And a Lyle Shelton, of all people, in the Senate. There almost is a revisionism of Australia's history, trying to rub out our Christian heritage and people saying that Christians ought not to have a say in the federal Parliament. What is your response to the idea that there needs to be a Christian voice in our Parliament because this is what it is to be Australian? Well, well, that's right. I I mean, Christians invented the idea of participatory democracy. It evolved through uh, the the system in England and and through America, uh, driven by the, the, the Christian ideas of the, the common law and representative democracy, the idea that this should be the consent of the governed. And so the idea that somehow Christians should be excluded in a participatory democracy is just ridiculous. It's an invention. It's a fiction of the left and those who don't want to have Christian uh, people participating because they, they can't mount an argument against our logic and our rationale, so they try and drive us out of the space. We have every right to be in the political process. While ever there's a democracy, while ever people People are allowed to vote, and if they want to vote for people who stand for Christian virtues and values, as as people like myself does, and as a party like like ours does, then we have every right to be in the space. And and I think uh, it's more important than ever that these sort of values are in our public life because that's the basis on which our nation was founded, and uh, we are being taught to. Forget this at a great rate of knots, and it's damaging and hurting our country. Okay, just two minutes remaining, and we've got to come back to this because voters all over Australia are going to stand in the ballot box on Saturday, and uh, their lower house uh, ballot paper will be fairly straightforward. Of course, preferential voting. Uh, We'll be numbering those squares from one through to how many there is on there. But when it comes to this Senate ballot paper, it will be big, cumbersome, 
confusing to look at. And uh, as some listeners have reflected, you know, how do I get the most out of that? Isn't this something that's been so manipulated in past elections? How do I make my vote count and get someone like a Lyle Shelton into the Senate? So how do you how do you do that, Lyle? Just to end again, uh, this is the, the really the last thing we'll get to talk about. So mm. for that listener who's saying, okay, I can hear everything you're saying now, how am I going to make that happen? Yeah, look, it's simply, you, as you say, you get two ballot papers, you get the green one. I'd advocate a vote for the LNP, for Scott Morrison to be Prime Minister um, in the on the green ballot paper, on the big white one, which is the Senate ballot paper. Uh, again, I'd just stress vote above the line, uh, one to six, look for Australian Conservatives. We are in box zero, box, sorry, box O, letter O, is where you'll find Australian Conservatives. You'll see the little Australian icon from our logo. You can vote there, one for Australian Conservatives, then number two to six for the parties of your choice. Uh, you're in control of your preferences. Uh, it's as simple as that. Um, one for Australian Conservatives and two to six above the line. Lyle Shelton is the Queensland Senate candidate for the Australian Conservatives. He's mentioned a number of names for his colleagues around Australia who are also standing for election under Australian Conservatives. Australian Conservatives led by Corey Bernardi. And as you can hear, there is a true and foundational openness uh, to issues of the gospel of a Christian ethic and uh, my encouragement to listeners all around the nation is to uh, think very carefully and be very prayerful about how you will vote in the election on Saturday. Lyle Shelton, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us. No doubt people will be able to get a more complete idea of the policies of the Australian Conservatives. Simply Google Australian Conservatives and you'll find the Australian Conservatives website. Lyle, thanks for joining us today on 2020. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.